I'm excited to have you because I was reading through the presentation and looking through the work and I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually a very clear representation of who we are as a nation, but also typically what is said on social media. And I don't comment too much on Twitter because, hey, people will come for you, even for the smallest thing. And Mm. what we're witnessing is that when it comes to the politics of the day, the government uh, and the rule of law, South Africans are very vocal, right? Talk to us about that in terms of what we're saying and what we see. Sure. So, so, uh, and Google, perhaps allow me to start here. When South Africa was in a huge panic in 2020 yes. during the pandemic, right? We saw a government that was reaching out to you and I when we were locked down through social media in the main. Yes. So in terms of how effective they were doing it, they were doing it exceptionally well. A lot of them were adopting the, the platforms. A lot of them were seeing it as a very useful tool right and that's where our interest really started to where we're like listen this is a, a actually positive mm-hmm. right where you're seeing a government that one not only want to reach us with information but they recognize that there's a lot of mis and disinformation mm-hmm. and they found ways of saying how do you deal with it there was issues around vaccine hesitancy they would found find ways of dealing with that right and the idea had been are, are they going to maintain the momentum? Yes. And that's what we've been really tracking o- over time in terms of whether they are, they are, they are tracking the, the momentum. 100%. And from what I'm seeing, uh, you, you have been tracking the momentum. It seems as though there have been positive outcomes to such an extent that there was a digital summit or, or conference that was held for yes. government, right? Yes. Which tells us that they're taking this seriously. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, to an extent, rather, right? So if you think about the uh, President uh, uh, Ramaphosa in 2018, when he walks into the union buildings as a president, he, for the first time, we had a head of digital comms in the presidency. Yes, Ati. Yes. Oh, she's doing right. an amazing job. In fact, go uh, fast forward to that era when we were, you know, all panicked. Whenever there would be a claim about a family meeting, right, yes. that, you, you know, uh, that moment, everyone would ask, is it true that it is happening? Uh-huh. It showed how much people trusted her authority and trusted her as somebody that is linked to the office. Uh-huh. But the biggest question has been, how many artists do you see in and around political principles. Mm. Not too many. A Clayson in Munyala would be the one standout communicator that if you think about Derko, the synonymity with Clayson in Munyala and, and vice versa. Yes. Right? But the picture uh, all round, it is not the case. The, the, you know, the, 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 the cases of good and, progr- and progress are too far in between. So you have your Crispin Peer, for instance, at the Department of uh, uh, Justice and, and Correctional Services. Yes. But you can't say the same throughout with all the other ministries. If I were to ask you, who's the uh, spokesperson for the Minister of uh, Minerals and Resources? Who, oh, by the way, is the most second uh, follow- most followed politician in this cabinet? So Gwede Mandash is the most followed politician, but who is the ah, spokesperson? We don't, okay, I see what you mean. Right. This is an interesting dynamic that you're showing, right? Because, uh, again, I was actually looking and referencing the list very briefly that you have of the 10 most followed accounts for national cabinet members, spokespeople uh, at a national level, yeah. the government level. And this is so intriguing because it almost gives you some insight as to 
how their strategies might be aligned or misaligned. Yeah. Ministers who get spoken about, but we don't know their spokespeople. Yes. Ministers who might have a great public persona, but we don't know much about their work. So what are you seeing in terms of this positioning and the report that you've compiled um, around government's digital strategy here? Sure. So firstly, a lot of the uh, spokespeople seem not to want hyper-exposure. Because so if you look at the numbers as an example, so you have Liranzu Temba yes. topping the, the you know, there, of course, Vincent followed Mambu. by Vincent. Yes. But everyone else is then on the, you know, low thousands. And, and, and I guess it's the thing of people don't want to use their names because uh, if you, obs- one of the things that you may observe is that it's, is very easy to quickly conflate the party and state line. Very true. Right. So that's the first observation there. Right. But secondly, and most importantly, uh, there are those politicians who decided to own their their platforms, mm-hmm. like uh, of Gauteng. Mm. You can tell that there's personality when there's a response. Everything from soccer and Mamilori Sundowns Absolutely. to education. Yeah. Right. Uh, compare and contrast him with uh, Minister Dr. Bladen Zimande of uh, Department of Science and Technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you can see that. This is an account that is managed by an admin, you know, somebody who is trained to be a social media manager. Yes. There's cautiousness in how, how they respond. The tone is very professional. So, 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 so that, that's the other observation there. And then otherwise, you then have many other people who just exist on social media, uh, not necessarily considering that they are actually existing for public service. Mm. And I think that's such an intriguing point that you mentioned, right? Number one, understanding the role of the government, whether it's at a provincial, national uh, level, understanding the, how those lines get blurred with the party. But also these are individuals who, given the nature of, of working in government or public service in South Africa, might not be in those roles in a year or four years' time. Uh, does that also play in an influence in, in, in terms of their thinking or how they adopt their, their digital strategy? I, I suspect one of the challenges we have is that we don't have a highly institutionalized way in how we adopt social media strategies. And and what I mean by this is that, Google. so if you look to ask any government department now and say, let me see your organogram, you're likely to see, you know, a function of media relations, function of stakeholder engagement, function of events management, but nothing on digital communication. So digital communications is somewhere there, mm, you know. An extra that marketing will do. R- right. But if you consider how much... Uh, as a people, as citizens, we have moved to adopt these platforms for many things, right? Our parents, you know, if you look at TikTok now, there are many <laughs> over 50s who are really yeah, enjoying, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and you recognize that the, the, the perspective or perception that social media is for younger people is yeah. no longer the pervasive uh, perception, right? And the question, therefore, is, what are they using data and insights for? Because surely data and insights should be telling them that your audience is, one, interested. Two, they are here. But three, and most importantly, this is how they want to be spoken to because when they speak to a bank where the utility is transactional, mm-hmm. they want there's some connection that they... When it's DSTV, mm-hmm. right, there's this kind of... And therefore, there should be a sense of social CRM that you put in place where, you know, when somebody has, wants to complain, they should be able to talk to somebody. But think about any other city besides the city of Johannesburg and try and complain and see. Only the city of Johannesburg and the city of Cape Town have, you can see that there are clear, uh, you know, an effective digital communication strategy. But everywhere else, ah, 
My goodness. You raise a very valid point because I'm also th- considering um, um, how organizations actually, in as much as we might run away and shy away from criticism on social media, but it's also how you respond to yeah. it. And I'm assuming that's actually what endears you then to the citizenry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, and, and, and I know, you know, Kaiser Chiefs has been hurting me forever. <laughs> <laughs> I am an emotional shareholder of Kaiser Chiefs oh, and they I'm continuously hurt me, yeah. right? But if you think about Kaiser Chiefs, right, even without winning, the comms department recognized that they have an obligation to communicate. Mm. The team on the field lets the supporters down, lets the faithful, uh, you know, fans uh, and people who swear by the name of Kaiser Chiefs down. But the comms team absorbs all of this, you know, whether it's hate, uh, you know, profanity or any other thing. Mm. And then they say, but when one of our players is their birthday, we communicate that it is their birthday because it is a day worth sale. So they're thinking about you as the fan, that what it is that you want to celebrate. And we exactly. do that, right? Because there's affinity with a lot of this. And similarly with politicians. So the biggest thing uh, that, that we, are, we have also observed over time, Google, is that South Africans want to feel that politicians and government leaders are affected by the things that affect you and I. True. Whether it's, you know, the high inflation of, uh, you know, food, whether it's the blackouts or the, you know, the, the rugged roads with, with red, mm. w- which have potholes ev- everywhere. They want to feel that they are affected, right? Because once there's a sense of being affected, the empathy of being responsive mm. to the needs and anxieties of South Africans is likely going to be higher. Mm-hmm. Whether that is true or not, it's a different matter. But there's a sense of you are likely to respond. And to a great extent, Banyaza does that exep- exceptionally well, where there's always a sense of empathy. Yes. And an empathy is the biggest tool that any communicator on any given day can have. How much of that is necessary? And perhaps uh, my colleague U Unjabulo has just uh, reminded me of a scenario where Minister Figile Mbalula called Bafana Bafana a bunch of losers. Yes. Right? Uh, and, and is that an example of potentially getting it wrong, but also understanding that this is an individual owning their platform, sharing their perspective? Sure. So, and, and, and perhaps this is where we are getting it wrong, right? So, if, and, and, and in the in the a third report that we produced in 2022, one of the things that we pointed out was how in the U.S. they do it so well. So in uh, in 2020, when Biden administration was starting on the 19th of January, Jen Psaki, who takes over as the press secretary, announces to all of her millions of followers to say, hi, guys, I'm no longer going to be on this account. I'm now on press secretary, U.S., mm. r- right? So now she firstly recognizes that I represent a bigger and a higher office. Got you. Is she no longer a Democrat? Of course she is. Does she not have any, you, you know, any of these views that she still holds, but she recognizes the moment. And the responsibility and the that respons- that role comes. Absolutely. Okay. That is what is missed. And that is what I was talking about in terms of institutionalization. And it's in big and small things, right? Small things in, so Elon Musk, you know, with all the madness, takes over Twitter, wants to monetize it. He changes the verification badge from, your, you, you know, you were verified from a credibility point of view. True. All of a sudden, now you must pay for exactly. the blue badge, right? For governments and government and, and, and political leaders, government leaders in particular, they have a gray uh, badge, mm-hmm. right? Look around. Not all the government leaders have the gray badge. So it tells you that there is no standard, because if there was a standard, it would be that all cabinet members, provincial 
and national mm. they should be verified because what does that deal with one you are in authority mm. so it means that when there's misinformation or disinformation people know which account to trust mm. so now we must rely on is it you know uh, lorado underscore thinking or is it lorado thinking or is it lorado thinking underscore so I we must go and you. find you mm. but when you are verified so, so you see how those things are small but they count in how you then make it an institution and culture. 100%. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the institutional factor and of course the example with the US and I, I, this was one of the questions that was in my mind earlier when I started thinking, hold on, you know, we're very active on social media. There's a lot of commentary that we see from South Africans and many actually say that just watch our social media and that will give you a social litmus test, sure. so to speak, as to where the sentiment of the country is. But many have also come forward to say not everyone in the country yeah. has exposure to social media sure. and when it comes to the institutionalization of government and government officials in trying to share and spread a message with the broader public and community what role then does social media play in that regard is it literally for us in urban areas so yes and no and and, and yes in the sense that so if you look at the top five social media platforms uh, whatsapp leads uh, with facebook and then of course youtube facebook is still there yes you Yes. In fact, <laughs> literally, in terms of open uh, 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 social media, Facebook is the, is the leading uh, used uh, social media platform. Oh my goodness. Right. But here's the trick, Kuku. So, your mother and my mother, the best place where they influence one another is, in, is on WhatsApp. I think I can believe that. Right. The statuses, the stories yes. and articles yes. they share. But also... Let's now look at the influence of the, te the uh, te big technology players. Who owns WhatsApp? The same Meta. company that owns Facebook, mm. right? So, and, and we know their shenanigans with Cambridge Analytica and the data yes. breaches and all of that. So, it, it's almost a false sense of are they are people not there? People are literally using. The only difference is that if I had an account or, or I wanted to know what people are sharing, whether they're sharing my content on WhatsApp, I can't because it's a closed ecosystem, yes. right? But there's a new development, and you may have you may have seen it. There, there's a, what they call channels. WhatsApp I've noticed. Cha yes, right. I have not subscribed. So 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 for <laughs> instance, with Kaiser Chiefs. If I wanted to know anything that is new about my Kaiser Chiefs, you know, the faltering Kaiser Chiefs, I would go to the uh, X timeline. Now, I because I'm, I spend more time on WhatsApp, mm. I just go to the WhatsApp channel. Mm. Right? So there's going to be a point where that may be open, where you are now are able to gauge. Because, you know, your question is, are we making a gross assumption yes. that are all South Africans there? Right. When you look at the numbers, majority of the uh, over 60, over 16 are on social media. And the advantage with a, a Facebook, as an example, it is because even feature phones, these are these mobile sales yes. that they buy at, you know, a pep sale and the likes, you can download Facebook because it, you know, it does not use a lot of data. And uh, people are, re are really uh, there. Of course, there are many other, you, you know, disadvantages of a, 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 a Facebook. And that is why our report focuses on X. Gotcha. If you think about Sensomi, uh, the biggest case that is going now, or yes. at least news items. Uh, journalists in the main, they are using uh, X for live commentary. 100%. Right. But also even the timeline, it is designed such that it's a news timeline. 
whereas other platforms such as Facebook, LinkedIn, and the others, they are a lot more slower. Mm, yes. I agree. Mm. You're mentioning so many valid points here, Lorato, and, and my mind is already buzzing because I, I think I have twofold questions yeah. that I'd like to ask you, and sure. that's uh, looking at your report again, the top 10 most followed accounts when it comes to National Cabinet. Yeah. And of course, the president sits at number one, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, of course, Gwede Mandashe follows through that. Dr. Nkosa Zanaglamini Zuma, yes. then Zizi Godwa, and Patricia Delo feature in the top uh, five, yeah. which is intriguing for me. And I guess also creates this nuance of the expectations of how this will be used in the year ahead. Yeah. We are in an election year. We do know that we still need our government to govern, though the government might shift and change in various ways depending on the outcomes of the elections. Does this play a... A role in terms of social media because you and I will be very vocal about yeah. oh registration week went this way or I'm voting and oh this is my frustration with yeah. the government of the day. Does are we finding that this is also adding to the sentiment as we in an in, in, in election year? Absolutely. So if you think about if you consider the president's account as an example, right? So today he would be at an event which is an official government event. They're launching a billion rand uh, housing uh, uh, housing project, right? And it is seen as a and then. Just on Friday, he will be at an ANC uh, event with the same account with that many millions of followers. Yeah. Right. So if you look at it, he literally is saying, I'm going to use the credibility and the magnet that my account is to attract as many people. By the way, the other interesting thing about the president's account is that he is one, he, he's the most engaged in terms of the accounts. And guess why? Not because he is responsive, because of the Monday newsletters. So every Monday, so when we looked over a year, there's a spike every Monday because newsrooms are always interested yes. in that. And a lot of South Africans are responding to a lot of the issues that the newsletters raise. So he's going to leverage the fact that I'll gain followers mm. using you know, my government work, but I'll also tell the, the story of my governing party because I want to woo voters. Is that correct? Ethical? Uh, that, is what, that is what I was saying. <laughs> the U.S. has found there's a yeah. recipe in terms of, you know, solving for that. But also, you know, the, the other reason, by the way, I am advocate, it's not only, you know, for making sure that there's a line in the sand. It is also, so one of the things that they, they, they do in the U.S. is that when Barack Obama finished his term, uh, they, they archived his account. So historians, academics, or any other person that wants to learn on what the issue is, is mm -hmm. able to, to do that. That is incredible yeah. and very necessary, right? To, to make sure there's an accurate um, um, uh, documentation of history there. Lorato, such a pleasure. There's so much more we can discuss uh, how we respond to their social media posts, how we engage with them, how we as South Africans have also been very vocal on social media. Hey, we mm. don't hold back. <laughs> but uh, truly appreciative of your time and looking forward to seeing how this does change um, in terms of uh, the, the year ahead. Such Thank a you so much for hosting me. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.